You are listening to the Hockey Heaven Podcast. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous Forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 11 of the Hockey Heaven podcast. We're here bright and early in the morning, I guess. Uh, you guys don't know that, but um, the boys it's are here early. to give you our... It is yeah, early. <laughs> but the boys are here to give you your first taste of our off-season NHL coverage here now that Free Agent Frenzy is over and it's kind of... Offic- we're officially settling into the off-season kind of here. So uh, the plans for the off-season here is we're going to try to go through all the NHL teams, give a breakdown of uh, their current state, um, the players, you know, what their plan is moving forward, some of our suggestions that can help them, you know, better the team or help them reach the, the, the best goal, whether it's rebuild, retool, try to contend for a cup, Um Yeah, so having said that, we're going to start in the Pacific Division, and we're going to start with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, So just a quick overview of the Golden Knights. Right now, they actually have a cap hit of uh, the $3.6 over the cap. Uh, Their exact cap hit is $84 (laughs) and about $175. Uh, So that's quite a bit over the cap here. Um, They're the only team over the cap, right? They are the only team over the cap yes. right now. Um, they have one contract on the LT, uh, David Clarkson, who uh, I believe his contract is 5-5? Five, 5-2. Five? Five, two. Five, two, five. So there is potential room there for some relief. Um, although with the injured reserve contracts, uh, you have to be under the, the cap before the season starts, I believe. I was talking yep. to Ben before this, so yeah, Zane confirms that. Thank you. Um, so let's just kind of start off here with your thoughts. Let's Maybe let's go through some of the contracts, um, what we think are, are good and which ones we think are bad. Um, we all are in agreement that these guys are contenders, though, correct? Oh, yeah. 100%. Of course, yeah. Yeah, like I, I would put these guys as probably top five teams in the league to try to win a cup. Were there any objections yes. there? Nope. Definitely. Year one was pretty crazy for Vegas. You know, no one expected them to do what they did. Year two, there were still, yeah, everyone saw that team and how good they were, but there was still some doubt if they could repeat. You know, maybe it was a fluke, maybe it was happened. I think year three now, everyone knows the Vegas Golden Knights are a good hockey team and they're going to contend for not just a playoff spot, but contend for for the cup. Yeah, I think think that's spot on. Yeah, yeah, I I 100% agree, especially with that Mark Stone. extension they got uh yeah. came in that's that was that was huge um so i guess why don't we start with with you ben do you do you have any guys that like stick out for you that are um you know problems like they're contract wise uh yes i i do and you're not gonna well you're not gonna like it because it's your old boy max Pacioretty, and i think oh no that... i actually have him too as a problem really contract. okay yeah okay so we're good I, we're good on that I, one I he I think is the biggest 
problem contract there. And it's, you know, obviously it's not because he's a bad player, but it's because I think he's already started his decline. You know, looking yeah. at the last two years, he only had 40 points this year. I know he only played like 66 games, but yeah, he was still hurt. only 40 points. And that's two years in a row now. He's been kind of injured. Um, you know, they're, they're paying him a, a large sum of money there with uh, $7 million a year until, uh, I think his last year is 2022, 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's already 30 years old. So, I mean, they're running a risk there with that large of a contract and a guy that only put up 40 points last year in limited games because of injury. I think that's a big problem contract because I think in two years it could really hurt them. Um, you know, if he if he really falls off a cliff, that's a dangerous contract because that's almost you know not movable. Um, yeah, so agreed. To, to me, that's the biggest problem contract on that team, and and that's something they I know they were looking at this offseason, I think trying to possibly move. Um, so to me, that's that's the big one that stands out. Yeah, a hundred percent agreed. Hundred percent. I actually slightly disagree with this, and yeah, you know what? It's a big cap hit. And yeah, you didn't get the production that you wanted last year because of injuries. But if he plays all eighty-two games, he's probably a thirty-goal scorer again. And you looked at the playoffs; he had eleven points in seven he games did. with he five goals well. in those yep. seven games. Yeah, I think Match Patchetti still has a lot left in him, and we just didn't get to see all of it last year. And I think with the full year on that Stashney Stone line is going to do wonders and he's going to break out or re-break out again <laughs> yeah. uh, and become that 30 goal scorer that he was. I think the there's not necessarily a problem contract on this team. Ryan Reeves might be paid a little bit too much. Uh, maybe Cody Eakin might be paid a little bit too much, but uh, you know, it's just a casualty of being a good hockey team. Uh, well, the and, the obvious one for just this year is David Clarkson. I kind of touched on that, right? Just to to start the year, uh, to try to get under the cap, it might make sense to try to move that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it's not like unmovable. There's definitely teams, especially because it only has one year left on it, that would probably, you know, be willing to take it for a draft pick. But um, I think you're giving up more than your first if you have to trade David Clarkson away. You really think so? Well, look what Patrick Marlowe with the, the Leafs got traded with. And he's a playable player. This is a non-playable player that's just he was getting cap. He was getting bought out, though, right? So the, the cap is going to go against the Canes for a couple years, correct? Yep. So um, I know, I think the cap hit for just this year for buying him out was $4 million mm. because he was a 35 and over contract. So yeah, I guess Clarkson is only a one-year deal. Yeah. Okay, then I I still think a first round pick just because they are over the cap, and you know any GM that's negotiating is going to put a squeeze on that. Mm-hmm. It's if that's the way you want to do it to keep that super team you guys have together, then yeah, maybe it's the right call. So that gets them under the cap, and then signing room for a backup goalie. Maybe they re-sign Subban. I don't, I, he wasn't the, like if they can get him cheap, right? Yeah, or you have Oscar Dansk in the minors. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe maybe they could get Cam Ward cheap. I know Cam ha- Ward's still available. We haven't touched on Nikita Gusev. For I this was team. just about to say Nikita Gusev. Yeah, would they have yeah. enough money for him? Uh, I believe he wants four million for two years. That's 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 the asking price here. So um, they they don't also, have anywhere near enough money for him right now. Yeah, I know. It's being reported that they're asking for a second and a late pick right now for Gusev. Why? So why is why aren't people all over that? Like, 
I I do, the Canucks. He's, I do that I in a heartbeat. Yeah, I I think there's gonna be some interest in him. I think teams are probably just probably doing their due diligence on him a little bit more here. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think there will be a ticker. I I think that like you said, the Canucks are a good maybe a good fit there. Maybe I mean. Montreal has been thrown in there. There's a couple teams, right? Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe they're trying to package like... them together with the Clarkson contract, and that's why so teams are off. We'll maybe, talk, about, we'll maybe, talk yeah. about that later because I have that uh, down later. But um, I just want to go over – this team has Cody Eakin, Ryan Reeves, Thomas Nosek, William Carrier, Carrier Valentin uh, Zykoff, uh as guys that are expiring next year. They're going to have to re-sign. Yeah. Uh, just, that's just just a quick little uh, notes there, but besides that, um, bes- like besides the problem contracts we we're talking about, the only one that I really had was Patch Ready. Like I think they have actually a lot of uh, friendly movable contracts if, if they're really forced into moving some guys. So I think the next step here is to identify the core of the team, guys that you know we think are pillars moving forward and probably shouldn't be traded. Um, you know, maybe well, let's keep it under ten, 10 guys. I I think I only have. 10. I think I, I only mean, have it's a eight. huge core. Two, I could keep four, it in six, I four. Seven. I have seven guys. <laughs> so seven, seven guys that you like wouldn't trade that you couldn't. No, trade. no, no. Seven guys that like I I would just say are like the core would be hard for me to trade and still be like contenders. You know what I mean? Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 I, like, I think you would do more harm to trade them than to keep them. That's my, okay. That, okay. That would be my definition <clears throat> of core. Gotcha. Yeah, I could probably get to five or six on this team. All right. Well, I guess I'll start it off because I probably have the most, I think. So I have Mark Stone, mm-hmm. William Carlson, Jonathan Marshall, Nate Schmidt, uh, Shay Theodore, Marc Andre Fleury, and uh, Alex Tuck. Yeah, sounds, yeah. sounds yeah. pretty decent. Are there, are there any guys there that like you wouldn't have? I know you guys are saying five or six. So who are the guys that... No, I noticed you didn't have Riley Smith. Am I right? I don't. I have Riley Smith actually as one of the, the contracts that, you know, if if there's a guy... Because I'll, I'll just come out and say it. The defense in this team is pretty weak after the first yes, pairing. it is. It's, so maybe if there's a guy available... Smith is a contract you can move to try to pick up a better defenseman. Um, because a guy like Alex Tuck can step in and replace what Smith's bringing to the table, I believe. So, I feel like he's very underrated, Alex Tuck, especially yeah. with that contract. Yeah, yeah, that, that that was an awesome contract for him, for them to sign. Uh, he's four four seven five for six years, I think six or seven. I think it might I, I I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah, it's till long. till twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six. It's very okay. long. Yeah. So, so the Alex Tuck, or you, did you say Riley Smith? Sorry, in the, in that conversation, or no? Like, no, you think I was he's just part commenting of the that you got that you didn't have him in there. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm not no. sure if I would have him in there either. I do like that second line that was the first line in year one: Carlson, Smith, and Marcia. So I think that's yeah. like a um, underrated line. Yeah, it's an it's an underrated line. It's a good second line. It's well known by the fans. It's loved by the fans. It's gonna be. It would be hard for me to break that up, uh, and yeah. seeing you know what um, what would happen. I think you could wait 
since you have Tuck under contract so long, play him on the third line to get three scoring lines and then waiting for someone in that top six to just fall off on their own uh, might be Max the way Pacioretty. to go. Yeah, yeah so it's Pacioretty so, or someone else. Like so this is, this is kind of what, what I got here. So I'm thinking, I'm looking at the guys um, in the system that are ready maybe to step up. And I, I identified three guys. So they got Cody Glass, who might be able to step up here, right? Yep. Uh, and he can probably fill that that three center slot. So um, they got uh, Haig, who's a defenseman, and they also got White Cloud, who's a defenseman. So instantly, I'm thinking maybe Nick Holden and John Merrill become exp- expendable right now, right? Like, they only have five yes. defensemen on their roster. Correct, correct. So maybe these two guys step up, um, and they you need step at least in. seven. Yeah, but you don't want your seven D eating 2.2 mil off your cap right they can just sign somebody else i think that's that comes later maybe throughout the season sure but um for now i think those three guys can definitely step in and make an impact um so i think priority one for this team is probably to move clarkson uh we just talked about that um i have him going the i identified (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> three teams that took a little bit to get out there but ottawa columbus and the minnesota wild as potential takers now i don't know what the wild are doing they're kind of the wild card team here <laughs> no pun intended but um i don't know if they're going to rebuild here i think they should go rebuild so you know taking clarkson for a pick makes sense but uh they have they definitely have some cap space to do they it just signs the gorilla so i don't think rebuild's the way to go which leaves Ottawa and Columbus. Columbus just lost all their free agents, so maybe you know, I'd take in a year getting another draft pick because they didn't Taking have very many last David year. Clarkson. Yep, <laughs> uh, that could make sense for them. Ottawa is also another team that makes a lot of sense uh, given their they, current. They team. need to pay money. They need. Yep, they need, they some need money the cash. So, um, I mean, I think a second and like a fourth would do. Like, would do it. I don't know. Now, if here's a here's a different solution. Now, you said Cody Glass might be able to jump up in the third line this year, right? Yep. In that case, wouldn't Cody Eakin be an expendable guy that you can sell high on? Yeah, I was gonna get. I was gonna get there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. does that Cody clear them, does that clear them Eakins, enough cap to get to the does. four? Yeah, it does. So Cody yeah. Eakin's eating three point eight. They're 3.6 over, so that would give them $200,000 uh, to, you know, get under the cap floor. But you also have to take into account the ELCs coming up, the 975s, yeah. right? So yeah, you technically they would still... Afterwards. Yeah, which is why I still think the Clarkson move needs to happen, regardless of what we're talking about here. The other move that might be kind of a hot take here is uh, trading Pacioretty right now. Um... To a team um, for um, a defenseman. All in uh, on that. All in on that. 100%. I don't know. I, I don't know what team it would be that would be willing to take a left winger here that's thirty years old, seven million dollar cap hit. Um. Maybe a team like. I don't know. Uh. I had like Carolina. Maybe they have a, a plethora of defensemen, and they got some young kids, right? So maybe they're. They want to add uh, some more scoring. They got they got some guys in the right wing, but they don't really have anybody on that left side there that can, uh, 
I think is Teravine in a, a left winger? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so Patchetti would slot nicely in on that second line slot there. Um, so maybe that could help them try to get over the hump. They made the conference finals last year. Maybe they're feeling like they can go for it. They just re-signed Aho to a nice deal there. So, uh, courtesy of the the Habs, you're welcome. <laughs> but uh, I think that's an option. Now, some guys on that team, like I know Justin Falk. Uh, only has one year left on his deal, and he's at a four point eight million cap hit. So that might, if if the Knights really want to go for it, that might be a guy that he's on a decent contract right now. He could really help this this pretty pathetic decor after the first pairing. Let's let's be honest here. So, um, you, you know they they have a terrifying forward group, but their D is lacking, and their goalie is really good. So it's like. They 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 got the check marks for two out of the three spots in my opinion. If they can if they can upgrade this defensive team, I uh, I mean they they might be the the favorite to win. So yeah, what do you guys think of that? Yeah, yeah. this team is sick. Like yeah, we said at the it's really this good. team is a cup contending team, and uh, it's really really good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good cap, team. But this the fact that they are trading good players to get under the cap again is not the worst situation to be in you look yep. at a different teams like the Edmonton Oilers or Chicago a few years ago or not even a few years ago but Chicago now they have some bad contracts on that team that they need to move whereas mm-hmm. the Vegas Golden Knights have good players to contracts that they just need to trade to get under the cap yeah it's a it's a frustrating situation to look at from the outside because you're jealous yeah, you know I'm jealous of this roster. Yeah. I'm jealous of this team that was constructed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Well, we're, we're talking about Cody Glass too, and we're we're you know kind of slotting him in in the third slot here. But if he steps in and plays well too, you know, you look at a guy like Paul Stats and he's making six five. I'm not saying that that's you know priority number one, but he is 33. He did have an injury last year. You wonder what he's going to be like this year, right? Yeah. It's totally fair. They have yeah, yeah. potential players they can move. It's about you know making sure you make that right one. But even yeah. if they don't, I don't think it's going to hurt them that badly. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, no, they're deep. They're so deep that they they can actually afford to make a mistake. Even you know, even though it might it might look bad, it might be stupid, but they have so much depth on this team that, and and especially with a guy like, uh, uh, what's his name coming up. Cody Glass that Cody like, Glass, yeah. they have some center depth and so I think I think looking to trade Paul Stastny it would not be a bad idea especially if he can step in if Glass can step in and uh, you know yeah, have I wouldn't do it that, I wouldn't do it before the season I would do it after no you, see you got you got to wait and see at least right yeah you got to wait yeah. and see but if it goes well then I I don't see why not so the only scary thing about this team and you know we're talking about how they're one of the best teams in the league. Uh, their goalie is, is 34 years old, and you wonder how much longer he's got left. Of I was just about to bring elite, that up. Thank you, Grayson. Elite um, capabilities. So this is why I was kind of thinking the Falk trade, something like, I'm not saying exactly Falk, but a guy, like maybe a T, even a TJ Brody or something, who's got one year left, can come in and make your D group better, would make sense for this team because... I don't. This is not a Stanley Cup looking blue line for me, but oh, the no. forwards scream like Stanley Cup champs. So and the goalie too. He's done it 
a couple times. Now, I know he didn't actually play two of the times, but... Um, he's a cup-winning goalie. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's done it once before. So, if they can add... If they can add like one more name to this this back end, um, I think that'd really help a lot. Oh, agreed. Um, so they, they they need a better second pairing defenseman. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, uh, like, yeah, like that that Colin Miller loss was was huge. I I don't even know if they should have done that. Um, I I don't think they should have traded a defenseman, especially. Especially Colin Miller. I like Colin With Miller. With how good their forward core is. Yeah. The the yeah. depth they have is in the forwards, not the defensemen. So I, I was very confused by that trade. Yeah, that might have been a misstep. Like, again... They're still they, good. They're still so good. They're, they're still good. But I, I'm just... A guy like Pacioretty, that's $7 million off your cap. Tuck goes in, maybe plays that role for $2 million less. I know he's different wing, but... Maybe he can figure out how to slot over on the other side, or you know, you move Riley Smith down and tuck up to the first line. You you can kind of figure it out here because Smith plays both sides. But, but yeah, I think there's I think there's a little bit of maneuvering here to do with this team, like a little bit of fine tuning to really get it over the hump. But it's it's there, like it's it's on the verge. So, um, also I, I kind of want to touch on that first round series they had and how how they got jobbed um, yeah the first round that was kind oh, of yeah well yeah i mean i think i don't i don't think there's any point in reliving that i mean I, that hurt for me and i'm not even a knights fan i don't even i don't like either of those teams i don't i'm not a gold knights fan by any means but <laughs> I, I was angry even watching yep. that so i couldn't even imagine but anyways um any any final thoughts on on the knights? Like any more any are there any moves that you guys thought of that make sense for this team? Like anything that will bring them in a top six defenseman and you know or sorry top four defenseman and I mean my move would be Pacioretty, but it's gonna be hard because you'll get you could if you can find someone to trade Pacioretty to you're gonna get a good return. You can probably get a draft pick and a solid you know second pairing defenseman. So he's my guy to move either him or Paul Stastny. Agreed. Yeah, same here. Shedding some forward cap and acquiring a top six defenseman in the process. I think if you can do, yeah, if the Knights can do that, they're well on their way to being a cup contending team. Yeah, and of course Clarkson, like you said. All right. Well, perfect. Well, there you go, Golden Knights fans. So uh, we'll see what they do uh, in the coming days. I'm sure they'll make some moves here pretty quick, and we'll we'll kind of find out what their plan is to get under the cap. Um, or maybe they'll take their time and soul rule us uh, with the Clarkson thing. But uh, with that being said, let's move into the Calgary Flames, who had a pretty disappointing end of the season here. Uh, finished first in the... Were they first in the West? They were first in the West. Yeah. Yep. Entire yeah, West. Um, and got knocked out by the eighth seed Avalanche in five games. So, um, yeah, I, I would have said last like before the playoffs started last year, this was a contender, but now I kind of have them on, I, I, I labeled them as a fringe contender, kind of like I wouldn't put them in the top five, but I think they're kind of in that, you know, eight to eight to five spot. I think everyone can agree that that avalanche eight seed wasn't actually a true eighth seed. They're no. a lot better yeah. than their standings rank. Yeah, and no, I, I agree. 
you know, what what has really changed on this roster from last year compared to this year? Mike Smith. They got James Neal. They still have James Neal. Oh, you mean like this year? year. Yeah, they just lost Smith and uh, they have to re sign Bennett and to Chuck still. Yeah. So that's pretty big. I'm sure they'll get those Um, done before the season starts. And Riddick. Sorry. Yeah. So those three guys, and they only have $9 million in cap space to do it. I think their goaltending situation with Cam Talbot is going to be a little bit more stable than Mike Smith. Uh, Really? You think uh, so? Not by much. Cam Talbot over Mike Smith all day, any day. That's a hot. That's a hot take and a half. Okay. That's hot, especially from an oiler who who just yeah. swapped that pretty much. Yeah, well, he, I think he's still thinking of the Cam Talbot glory two years. <laughs> <I had> there. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That team in front of him was a was a one off team, and you saw you know what the Oilers truly were the last two years, and that's kind of fell on a Cam Talbot. But I think with the true defense core that the Flames have, that strong defense core is really going to stabilize uh, Cam Talbot and, and he'll thrive in the number one role this upcoming season. Wow. Hot hmm. take. You think, well, you think he's playing in the number one role? Yeah. I think he'll take it over at the start. Of oh, the I, I think there's zero chance that he yeah. starts over Riddick. Riddick's got to get the go there. I think, I think Riddick... I think maybe Riddick, you know, starts at the number one role, but I think throughout the season, Cam Talbot's going to take that over. You got you got to understand that Riddick too is loved by that team. Like the guys yeah. in that locker room love that kid, and I know the fans love him to death. So, I mean, hey, I think this one is the year stops that they let pucks. him. Yeah, I just don't. I think I don't. I don't see it happening. Like I would say that maybe even Cam. Like does Cam Talbot even make this team? Yeah. Oh, I think he makes the team, but I think I think he's a solid. Like he's the definite number two. Like what if what if John Gilly shows up and plays really well? And I know he had a shit year in the AHL, but he was also battling some injuries. But what if he shows up and plays really well in camp? Plays really well in the preseason. If he's waiver eligible, he's going down. See if I don't don't think he is this year. I don't think he is this year. So they're walking into the season with three goalies that are not waiver eligible. I believe so. If you oh look boy. at Cap Friendly, they have three goalies in their roster. John Gillies is one of them. Yeah, but that That's doesn't mean he's not waiver eligible. Uh, he's 25, and I think the, the cutoff is 24, isn't it? He's played NHL games. Uh-oh, yeah. I think you're right then. Yeah. So, I mean, a 750 goalie as my backup looks a lot better than a 275 goalie. I know he his contract will get somewhat buried not totally but i think you still save money there yeah but you have to have a, a competent backup if the guy struggled in the ahl and you know oh, you just yeah yeah he's definitely not waiver eligible yeah so yeah that, that's my only question i mean gillies has looked good at times so um besides that so um i actually have quite a bit to say about this team because i i don't see this team having Having thought about it, I had a lot of faith in them last year, but watching that playoff series, they're slow, man. And I know they Colorado's were, fast, yeah, but they're they were slow. so slow. They were lagging behind Colorado so bad in every every way. So I'm gonna suggest something that might be a little radical here, and I know take. that Fla- yeah, yeah, I know that Flames fans. Listen, I live in Calgary. The Flames are my are my number two team, right? I, I, w- I would love to see this team succeed. So 
Ugh. I say this with yeah, I say this with the with the best intentions, okay? Michael Backlund is not a number two center. I, I, I strongly don't believe that. The Flames actually have a number two center on the team, I think. Uh, and he's playing on the first line right wing, I think, uh, Elias Lindholm. So I think the objective here is to get Lindholm down to the second line and move Backlund down to the third line and have your center's role as Monaghan, Lindholm, Backlund. Because Backlund is a too, he's too defensive to play with Tuchuk, in my opinion. If you really want to unlock Tuchuk, then I think you put him with another guy who has some offensive capabilities like Lindholm. So with that being said, that leaves two gaping holes on the right side on your top two line. So who are the problem contracts here? We got to sign um, to Chuck still. So the guy I have circled is Neil, obviously. I have yes. Derek Ryan circled. And I have, we have a third line center. We don't need another one. So Mark Jankowski is a guy that stands out to me. He's younger, kind of like an Adam Lowry type player. Um, so those all point, three guys. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. That point, wouldn't you just trade um, Michael Backlund? I don't think you. You're saying he's not a third line center and five point two yeah, million dollars. I, I, is I don't know if you can though. I say that's five point. At five point three, contract to move. I think weren't they about to deal him for Kadri? Yeah, and, and that's why I don't think that it's going to happen because I think like I, I was I was desperately looking around the league for a team that would take him, and at five point three at thirty years old for another five years, I mean I don't know why a team would take him. It's tough to move, tough to move for yeah. a guy that's as, passing thirty. You're, you're looking at all the contender teams or whatever that that you know are old enough, and they all have their number two center center locked in, and he's they're all better than him, right? You can get a cheaper third line center that is good in his own end, that is considerably cheaper than Backlund. So yeah. for now, I I actually agree with you. I think you move Backlund, but I actually have Backlund circled as one of my problem contracts. So I actually don't think it's like a, a very movable contract. So the more movable contract for the same amount of money is James Neal. He's slightly more, and I think that's the contract that is more worth to try to move out. Of, of Calgary to save some some cap space. So we're moving those three guys. That means we got to fill some holes here. Now the Flames have in their minor system uh, Dylan Dubé, and they also have a guy uh, Quinn. Uh, I can't remember is Quinn David or David Quinn. Isn't it Alan Quinn or Alan Quinn? Yeah, you might be right. Where do you go? Alan he, Quinn. He's 26, though. He's he's an older... Yeah, so I think he's actually ready to, to step up and play, right? So, uh, Dubé, I think... I would be willing to try him out uh, on the wing here and maybe throw him on that third line with Bennett, uh, Backlund, and Dubé. Roll that. And then I think Quinn is ready. He should be able to play um, fourth line minutes on his own fine. So the fourth line would look like uh, Manjapane, uh, uh, Quinn, and then Zarnik. And then the third line would be Bennett, Backlund, and Dubé. So that leaves two holes on the top there. So um, I got to look at the exact the exact trade. I, was, I have an exact trade here. Okay. So Minnesota was a team I identified earlier, as we don't really know what they're doing, right? 
Yes. So I thought, why don't we give them the best of both worlds? So let's send Neil and Jankowski and a first to the Minnesota Wild for Jason Zucker. What do you guys think of that? Interesting. Inter- yeah, yeah. So Zucker can fill in on our top line here and play, um, you know, those top line minutes. And then the other trade that I don't have exactly down is we're actually going to move TJ Brody out of town. Uh, and we're going to find... because you a, hate him. <laughs> I'm not a big Brody fan, but um, <laughs> it's just because he has one year left and we're not going to be able to re-sign him next year. So yeah. that's... It's him or, like, honestly, there's, there's nobody else really on this team. It's, I mean, the only other guy maybe is Bennett you could package out of here, but we need, we, we still need some guys who can who are talented who's going to play in their depth. So I think we move Brody out of town. Um, I know maybe the Habs are interested, and you can pick up a guy like Paul Byron who can play that second-line role or something like that, uh, like Byron in a, I don't know, maybe a, a fourth-line Maybe if Quinn doesn't work out, you pick up a fourth line center like Thompson. I I, I don't know. It'd have to be more because Brody's worth more, right? But he does only have one year left on his contract. So um, that could be a potential uh, thing. And that instantly injects speed like into the lineup, right? Um, I know Zucker's a decent skater, helps that top line to Chuck Lindholm, even in like, sure, throw Byron in there. Byron plays up and down the lineup in in um montreal and, and he he gets points he's like a 40 point guy he'll he, he'd be fine in that role or you could maybe attack a guy like dezingle in free agency once you move the the brody contract out of there you know what i mean yeah um and then i think the third line gets better the fourth line gets better the only question mark on this team is goaltending for me but i do have faith in riddick and i think this is his year and i think he's gonna have, i think he's gonna have a good year so thoughts on that big spiel <laughs> So uh, I still think in. I still think that trading Backlund is the is your main piece, and I think that they sure. already tried to trade them trade Backlund twice. Uh, you know, two years ago it was mm-hmm. rumored that he was going to Edmonton uh, in a pickup grade deal uh, okay. for that fourth overall pick in in twenty seventeen, I believe. And then just recently this off season, he was supposed to go for Nazem Kadri among among other pieces. So I think that that player is the guy they're trying to ship off and and move and uh open up some cap space for themselves my main like i think that's yeah i think that's the best way to go for them so my my like counterpoint to that is if they try to trade him twice and they can't maybe that's a pattern where like i think he's just really hard to trade right i think they dealt him like that first trade only fell through because columbus took pierre luc dubois the second trade fell through because nazim Kadri didn't waive his his trade clause you know they had deals done for the for this player. I I don't think that teams yeah, balked on them. I think it definitely just they got them twice. Yeah, I think there's yeah. definitely interest, which which is good for them. Um, they're just gonna have to take I think a little less probably than what they mm-hmm. want, but to move out a contract like that and give them space to, you know, either sign free a free agent next year or you know, make another trade or just have some cap room to work with. I think it's yeah. definitely necessary for this team. I, and it won't I'm, hurt I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. Moving backland. I just thought in my head, it'd probably be harder to do just because he's got that extra year than, than James Neal. And, you know, James Neal has had that offensive touch. He just had a bad year last year. So maybe teams would have a little bit more faith in him bouncing back. So now they yeah. do have nine and a half million dollars this year. Yeah. And I think, but, 
about Kachuk and Riddick yeah. And... I so I we can we talk about Kachuk here? So yeah, I have Kachuk going he for getting? he's got to get eight, eight between yeah. eight, and eight and a half. Eight and a half. I think Same I think just Sebastian I think Aho. just uh, yeah, yeah. I think probably. I think Aho maybe just under that because he plays the wing. So I have him more like eight one eight two somewhere in there. Yeah. I'm, Did I'm you see him getting that. offer sheeted by anyone? Uh no. no. I would not. We're done with offer the offer sheet, so. So to be completely honest with you, I'm not a Chuck fan. I don't think he can skate, which I think is his biggest. Um, I don't think we're done with offer sheets, but I, I wouldn't like. There's you better names on the market right Chuck. now. Yeah, gotcha. there's, there's just better names right now. Like why offer sheet to Chuck when you can offer sweet Lana? Yeah, fair point. You know what I mean. Unless, unless the team's looking for that, like, bruiser, the physical, you know, guy that he is. That's that's the thing he brings. He brings points and that, and that's pretty special, especially in nowadays games. So I, I, I could see a, like, true contender, you know, if they're able to move out of contract offer sheeting for Kachuk because he's a he's a proven, you know, asshole, basically. But, but how can you yeah. pass off an esports legend in Patrick Laine? Oh, in God. <laughs> oh, God. An esports legend. I I would probably offer sheet Kachuk I mean, over Line A, honestly. What what if so the well. what if the Flames somehow manage to get rid of Neil and Backland, and then they sign to Chuck and offer sheet Line? Game over. Then yeah. a man can dream. A yeah, man can dream. Okay? A, yeah, there's that ideal solution that's probably not going to happen, but yeah, no, one but. can dream. So. Overall, do you guys like the plan I kind of put there? You guys just would rather kind of try to move backland, I guess? Yes, but I think we're still, for the Flames, they're still missing. Like, if Riddick doesn't play well, this team will yeah, go totally nowhere. Agree. This totally team agree. is screwed. Like, yeah, agree. It's we'll the same problem. The yeah, it's the same problem they've had the last couple of years. Like, they just don't have a number one goaltender, and there's not really a way to solve it right now. Like, no one's trading a number one goalie. So, have they I, had a goalie since Kiprasov? That's what I, they have. No. It. I'm trying to think of a, like an actual no, 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 legit haven't. number one. And they, it was they Kiprasov, it. and then they had um, uh, Yo- Jonas Hiller. Or, yeah, Jonas Hiller. They, they had Hiller, and then they okay. had that. What was, what was the other guy too when they made the no, playoffs? They had that. They had that guy who was kind of like Kiprasov, but he was like um, he was played for Tampa for a bit. Oh uh, yeah, like, what's it his was name? Ortio, Ortig, Johnny Ortio. At or no, it wasn't Ortio. It was somebody else. Well, they had him. They did have Ortio. I know. I know, I know they had Ortio, but there was, there was somebody name? else. Yeah, I know exactly. You're thinking of. He played like Kiprasov. Flames fans are just screaming at us. They're like, "This is the guy." <laughs> um, Kari Ramo. Thank you. Yeah, uh, super athletic. Yeah. He, he took over for Hiller in that 2015 yeah, playoff run. Uh, Ramo. He was very similar to Kiprasov, which yeah. I think is why the Flames liked him. But he was also not very good. <laughs> I think there's a lot to like, though. I, I didn't really touch on this, but the uh, the, the trio of Valimaki, Anderson, and Killington is also why, or Shillington, is also why I think you can move a Valley Brody. That's, I was just going to defend my point there, too. Um, those three guys, I think, can step in and play. Like, honest to God, all three of them could play in the top four. So, um, even a guy like Hamnick becomes disposable as well. So, I think... I think we're going to see a trade here for the Flames for they got to move one of their, their top four defensemen I think. Even even a guy like Michael Stone is making three and a half playing on the uh, bottom pairing comes a little bit expendable. Yeah. Um and then I think one of Backland or Neil has to go as well. You got to like that 
But they got to do something quick because Johnny at 6'7", only has three years left. So And then and he's making he's at least making 10 and a half. Massive pay raise, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How so... pissed is he? Because he almost sat out for a better contract and ended up getting 6'75", and now he's looking at all these RFAs getting $8 million, So underpaid, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I'm sure he's well, not he, a happy he's, camper he's right gonna now, get especially after that now. playoff run. When he... When he um becomes a free agent he's going to be 28 so he'll get paid again That'd yeah he will he will get paid again will, um, will it be with calgary hot take no <laughs> i i don't, I don't it depends so. if they address like if they're first round exit every year because of the goal issues i think he's gonna say screw you guys like i have a feeling he's very american and i don't mean that in a wrong way i just mean it like he wants I, think to go home. Play, I think he'd rather play in the states yeah huh yeah maybe where's he from i, I mean he says, uh, I think he's from the Boston area. Uh-oh. Oh, jeez. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, he played it. He, does, he, he doesn't fit the Boston so. mold, though. No, not at all. Well, he's like Tyler we'll Sagan. See. You know, that, that, that yeah. famous uh, yeah. YouTube video where it's like, he's going to be a star yeah. player, but he's just <laughs> but, not but a Boston he's not, he's right, he's not. I'm pretty sure that Boston exec is still in Boston as their assistant GM. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it was uh, Cam Neely, wasn't it? No, it, it wasn't Cam Neely. It wasn't Neely. Yeah, it was. No, 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 no. There was a different. There was a different exec that you know came off pretty bad. I just, I just always, I can picture Neely like standing up, pacing. You know, wasn't chucking, he like pacing, chucking water bottles? He's, he's always pacing that guy. Anyways, okay, so that I think is it was the Scott Bradley. There's yes, I think that's right. One of the worst quotes <laughs> I've ever heard in all of hockey. <laughs> Still with the team. He's a superstar player, but, you know, he doesn't fit us. Since oh. 1993, <laughs> he's been with that team. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, this is the team that a lot of people have been waiting for. You know, one of the biggest fan bases in the NHL, the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, I, I don't I don't mean to be mean. I was being very sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. My girlfriend is a Coyotes fan. Great okay, my girlfriend is a Coyotes fan. I work, for, I work for them. You hey, can't, come on you can't hate me. <laughs> I cheer for them. Okay? They I'm pay my checks. Which is, why this, which is why the, this this process was so hard for me. I don't know what this team is doing, man. Yeah, for huh. the, the direction, I put question mark. <laughs> I, I They have $178,000 in cap space. Let's just they are that. so cap crunched. I also put, I put the direction question mark. They think they're a playoff team. Reality is they are a bubble team capable of making the playoffs, but also capable of crashing and burning and so, totally missing out. So you put question mark. I put rebuild slash retool slash contender question mark. <laughs> um, anyways, I also have seven different lineups written out. I was trying to figure out what the lineup was going to be like um, to try to like identify like areas of need. So yeah, I Lord think knows. the the... I mean, I think the biggest uh, area here for me is the left left wing position. I guess, yeah. I, I think I think that's a, like. So I know we kind of chatted like we were talking about the Phil Castle trade a couple episodes ago, but or was that last? It was last episode, and we were saying that you know Keller is going to be playing with Castle, but now that I'm like looking at the lineup, I don't think they're going to play together actually. Ah, uh, I don't know. They might have to start it. They might have to at some point this season. They're going to play together because they're going to go in a scoring drought because this team fails to score goals every year. 
And at some point, they're going to be forced into it. Maybe not to start, but I mean, okay. I, I don't know. This, so this I, team... I think the first step here is to identify the core. Like, who do we think is the core of this team? Kessel, I, Keller. I have four names. <laughs> yeah, I got I got four as well. Kessel, Keller, OEL, and Schmoltz. Who, who'd you put? OEL, Kessel, okay. Kessel, Keller, OEL, Schmaltz, and I have Hayton with a question mark. So I have, I, I didn't do anybody who's on ELCs. I just did like the current core. So mm-hmm. um, if we're doing ELCs, I have a whole bunch of other guys. But Keller, Schmaltz, uh, OEL, and I have Chikrin. Uh, yeah, I guess Chikrin could be there. But not um, Kessel? And then I have Kessel question mark, oh. Ranta question mark. <laughs> See, I would have had Ranta last year, but because Kemper came in and played so well, and, and yeah, Ranta is literally hurt all the time, they actually have a good one-two punch in net now. Like They, yeah, they have, have proven their goaltending and defense is actually really solid on this team. Maybe the Flames should reach out and snag one of those two guys. I know yeah. that you don't like Phil Kessel, Grayson, but he's a legitimate star in this league. He has he's to be a core player. He's yeah. point player. He is a core player on this team. He's going to help their He's a team. core player at 31 years old? That's why yes. I have a question mark. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm he's with still you. still an 80 point guy. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. I'm with you. Like he's he's he he'll get, he'll get points. That that's not why I don't like Kessel. Um but I'm just I just question his age. He's and 31. Like, it's he, not like he's 37, 36, 37 up there. Like, that's know. still a fine age. Dude, the he's... guy eats cheeseburgers and hot dogs <laughs> in his workout routine. I, I, I don't... If this was like Sidney Crosby we were talking about, or like, that's a bad example. If this is like, <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> if this is like a, any any guy who hits the gym, then I'm not concerned. But this is Phil... This is Phil the Thrill we're talking about. <laughs> now, do you... I think that Phil Kessel's a highly competitive player. You see clips of him on the bench That's in debatable. Pittsburgh. He gets pissed off, yeah. He gets His pissed controller off. disconnects quite a bit. <laughs> All right, but he still gets, uh, you know, we're not sure. He's emotional. Forward, he, he's, he's emotional. He's emotional, yeah. He, yeah. he cares. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think I that you're going to see totally that in agree. Arizona. He'll bring that there, and I think it'll be a welcome addition to that team. It adds some personality, this is some where, stardom. This is, mm? I think it was a good addition for them. Is it, is it gonna be like a good addition they, or is it gonna be cancerous like it was in pay, Toronto? No, they No, it's a good I think he's a veteran now. He's not gonna be such a nuisance anymore. The media I think was the cancerous good. part in Toronto. That is true. You know what? That is true. And, and in Arizona there's yeah, there's not much media. There's there's not not a lot of media. Yeah. You know, he might thrive here. You're right. You're Especially right. with Biz Nasty, you know, pumping his tires Listen, every chance he can get. Right. That's gonna be I, I'm not I'm not denying the offensive capabilities of Kessel, man. The guy can shoot the puck. He can skate. Listen, I'm on board. The only questions I have are his age and his conditioning because we all, yeah, it's just, it's Phil we're, we're talking about here. So. I, I agree there's a reason to question, but until his production drops off, I think we gotta let him let him ride with it. Sure. Alright, so I think we'll, the we'll main throw, thing we'll that this team needs is healthy seasons from yes. Christian Dvorak and Nick Schmaltz. Yes. Yeah. From healthy seasons from everyone. That team was so hurt last yeah. year. Yeah. All right. That's I've, I've, I have a question everyone. for you guys. I, I, have, I have a question here. So Hayden, Hayden's making this team, right? <clears throat> has to. 100% he has Playing to. Playing third line center, correct? Yep. yep. Okay. Okay. That's that's number one. Now, maybe, Ben, you you work for them, so you, you know a little bit more. I know Nick Merkley was hurt last year. Yep. Can, can that kid play on the team this year? Hmm... He will play on the team. I don't know if he starts with them. 
I'm not totally sure. Like is he, he's, so he's like first call up kind of guy. Yeah, I think he's first call up because I think. I mean, I think... Would you call up him over or Bunting? I know Bunting had a good year, too. I'd call up him first and Bunting second. Okay. Because, um, like, like, guys like Kraus and Fisher, I think, are going to start on the team, which kind yeah, of pushes him Yeah, I have them out. there, too. I have mm-hmm. them there, too. So, what about a guy like Capo Bianco? Uh, <laughs> yes. No, yeah, I, I do know who that is. I'm just trying to figure where he fits. Because um, I'm looking at the D, and there's a lot of 5 million, 4 million contracts there yeah and i'm wondering if that's where we can save money yeah to try I, to get a left winger you know what i mean i don't know if he's ready this year though okay okay because fair I, enough he's he's what been about decent there what about the guy they had third overall uh that they traded up to snag victor soderstrom can he, that kid he's not ready year? yet no he can't play this year you, you, no, you don't think so? I mean, they signed him to his ELCs. Oh, God. They, 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 can't, they can't. They had him they third overall. That. This is what I was thinking. I, you know what? I said the same thing. I was like, there's no way. And then I thought, this is Arizona we're talking about here. They had Fuck. him third overall. Yeah, they signed him. And they signed him to his ELC. I wonder they if that's what they're planning ELC. on doing. Yeah. Oh, God and help I, and us I look all. at that no right way. side. Okay. And I look at the right side, and there's a $5.4 million contract with Golgoski, and there's a $5 million contract with Yarmosin on the right side. Victor Soderstrom plays the right side. He could slide in there. That's $4 million off the cap. Easy. I don't think he's sliding in this year. No. I, he okay. Can't. I would. Let me, let me, let me clarify here. I don't think he should either, but. No. Will he? That's <laughs> the question. The thing is, they're, the thing is, they have the defensive depth. They don't need him to this year. Like, their defense is good because they got, like you said, they got uh, yeah, it's, Demers, it's Goligoski, and Jalmerson. Okay. Don't, like, why? I mean, unless they're going to get a haul for a trade and they feel comfortable slotting him in. Okay. Ah, oh, God, man. That's, no, that, that's, that's a good. scary, that's the, a scary the, thought. The only guy I think who should play this year is Hayden. And I think, okay, that's Yeah, good. I think Hayden. I was just concerned with the Soderstrom thing. I, I was, you know, kind of maybe... P- I don't know, confusing myself with the whole, like, I'm like, well, they had him third overall. They signed him to his ELC. They had him third, yeah. Like, maybe. maybe. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of first-round picks to get their ELC in in the first summer. True. So, I true. think they give him one year, and I think he definitely slots in next year, and then they're... Yeah, I agree. But, like, none of the defense yeah. may come off the books next year, I, I, so it'd have to be a trade, but... Yeah. Best possible situation for them. Phil Kessel thrives. The team's healthy. They make the playoffs in a, in a bad Pacific division. Worst possible situation, the Coyotes Reddit turns into actual Coyotes again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which is very possible about, with this team. It's scary. What about Grabner? Uh, what, what do you do with him? Because I think they should trade him. Yeah. That's a I good mean, depth piece. Yeah, he's $3.5 million. But at, The reason I say they should trade him is because of Connor, Connor Garland, who played really well last he year. He was really good last year. He was a goal scorer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like literally the same kind of player as Grabner, but he's only twenty three. What do you cost seven hundred and seventy five? What do you get for Grabner though? You move Does him it to, to a team like Cap Ottawa space? who needs players. Yeah, right. I have Ottawa. I also have the Wild that might want him. Um, at LA, I don't know what LA is doing. Maybe they take him. Yeah. Can I we mean, talk about a? I, sorry, can we talk about a former first round pick that they had, Lawson Kraus? What, I, I don't really know what to say about him. What, what kind I, of player is he now? I like Lawson He's a power forward, for, like fourth line grinder, man. Yeah, he fourth is. Line. But, but I oh, think yeah. he has potential to be more of a third, third line, line for a second line guy. <laughs> I actually like He's Lawson a worse Krause, Sam though. Bennett. 
He's a worse Sam Bennett. No, I think I think he'll end up being be- like better than Sam Bennett. I really do. I think he's actually has. Some you potential. think he'll be I, better than Sam Bennett? I really? I see him. I see him as like, okay, this is a, not a good comparison, but like the Todd Bertuzzi curve, you know, how it took Todd Bertuzzi like five years to figure it out, but then he was good. I can see really? that happening for Lawson Krauss. I I like Lawson Krauss Intra- a lot. Interesting. Um, All right. And you I, would like, like you're an Arizona guy, of course you like Lawson Krauss. <laughs> but like he's not going to beat Todd Bertuzzi, but I think he could put up. 45, 50 points, score close to 20 goals, and okay. have 100 and, 120 You think he minutes. could put up high end ceiling? Yeah, yeah you I think know he's got, it's a high ceiling. I think he's I got think a high ceiling. Doable. And he might not, like, he, there's a good chance he doesn't hit that, but I think he has that in him. I really think that's part of this in his game. It might just take till he's 25 to hit that, but I, hmm. I, I think it's possible. I do. I like Lost right, Cross a lot. Okay, well, that. I didn't think that. Uh... I would have just made fun of him, but okay. <laughs> I, uh, what do you, what do you guys think of this Dvorak contract? That's takes him. Uh, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna figure out what the yeah, hell is going on this out. year because yeah. <laughs> he was only played twenty games last year. And he wasn't and, very good. Well, well, they were missing uh, half their lineup. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I mean, and it was a brand new coach. That's right? excusable. Uh, for yeah, sure. well, yeah, I think this is the year. He's. I, I think he's the winger to like. I think the top line is Kessel, Step on Dvorak. I think this I year we're going to see if John Chaka's work really paid off, has really paid off with this team yep. and how good they Yeah, this, I think this is Chaka's make it or break a year, man. Yeah. Do you see, yeah. Do you see him it. get fired if they miss the playoffs for non-injury yeah. purposes? I, honest, I honestly do. They've they've drafted, uh, arguably, they've reached on like three years in a row here. They traded away their former third overall pick for Schmaltz, so if Schmaltz doesn't turn out, I mean, and Strom seems to be striving in Chicago – Oh, he's that's right, dude. That's literally what I put on this thing. I put stop trading your fucking young players, and I put in, <laughs> and I put in parentheses Strom, Joseph, Perlini, yeah. Duclair. Like, what yeah, are they yeah. doing? Yeah, as much as much as well, Phil Kessel's gonna bring giving up Joseph in that deal is kind of tough. Yeah, it was pretty rough. But you do have I think Soderstrom the acquisition now, but... of Soderstrom. Yeah, I was just gonna say, but but Joseph would have looked so good right behind him in a couple years, you know, like Joseph's like, a lefty, a top right? four. Uh, Joseph, I think he can play both sides. Like, right, I think he's, he's a lefty. He's I think he's left-handed. They can play have, both sides. You have Larson and Chichard on the on the left side, and then Golgowski. One of Golgowski or Hamilton, and then Soderstrom on the right side. So I can see why maybe he was expendable, but mm-hmm. I don't. It's tough to deal him now. They keep trading away young players. Like you just at some point you have to stop and stop bringing in these older guys. Like they need. Like uh, if they had Strom, if they had Duclair still, and even Perlini, you could slot in there. Like this team's better, and yeah. I don't. Know. And I guess with Schmaltz, that may be a better move in the long run. But we don't like he was hurt all year. We we have no idea. So I'm I'm know. really interested to see like the the line that I think that I have and the line that I'd be most excited about is Connor Garland, Barrett Hayden, and Vinny Hinnestroza together. Oh, I think that could be an awesome third line. I think that could be a yeah, very dynamic, I think that's, quick line. I, I think that could be awesome, right? They're all good skaters. Garland has showed a lot of skill, and we know Hayden has skill. I haven't really watched much of Hinnestroza plays, but I, I hear he's great like uh, in he terms was, of possession. And he's stuff. been really he was really good last year. He was a yeah really good player actually. Good goal scorer, actually. Good guy. He gets in, he gets in positions really well, especially on the power play. The guy that kind of stands up for me is like doesn't really quite fit in here is Carl Soderberg, right? I had him yeah. on the second line left wing uh, with Schmoltz and Keller, but 
I think if you can move that contract and sign a guy like Michael Furland, maybe I I have him. Oh yeah, that's actually um, a good idea. Maybe add some grit here. How much is Smoltz Keller line? How much is Furland? I think he demand, wants though? like four, four or five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is so they need to two hundred thousand less than than Soderstrom or Soderberg. Yeah. So that's, that's why possible. I think Grabiter and Soderberg. If you can get rid of those contracts, you could sign a guy like Furland. I'm not saying he would. He obviously has to want to play there, right? But um, could, it could really help this team. And in all fair, fairness, like I look at this decor, it's not that bad. Uh, the goaltending, we know that they, that can be a great duo. So the question really is, can we haven't seen this forward group together healthy, and we haven't seen him with Ke- with Kessel. So can this forward group get it done? Can they score? Will they score goals? That is the question with this team. If they can score goals, question. If they can score goals and be in the top half of the NHL in goal scoring. They will make the playoffs. I, and stay I think healthy. if they average, I think if they average more than three goals a game, they will be in the playoffs. Hundred percent. I think Phil Kessel really helps that, so they kind of addressed a need in that deal. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a, definitely a playoff. But in the end, this is a playoff bubble team. My question is, how much does Clayton Keller get next season? Uh, bridge deal. Yeah, probably bridge. If it, you're Keller, you don't you don't sign anything longer than that because for your point exactly, you look year. at these. Yeah, like, everybody was hurt last year. He played in a really shit team the year before. I mean, unless he has a monster year this year, then, yeah, you sign a fucking contract. But um, I would sign a bridge if I was him. Yeah. They have a bunch of RFAs next year, though, too, like Keller, uh, Fisher, Hinnestroza. Nothing nothing too expensive besides Keller, though. Well, I'm I'm saying they have a bunch in terms of – they only have one hundred seventy-eight thousand dollars, and they don't have really anything yeah. off, right? Yeah, so they, that's they true. do have Soderberg. They have that five, that four he seven off, five yeah. coming off, uh, and then they have to resign Kemper as well. So yeah. All right, let's what move into the Oilers. In the standings, though. Oh, we're going to wild do that. card spot. I would say they're like a wild card bubble team. Yeah. The, I, I don't know the, if the they, last. I don't know card. if they get in. Last wild uh, card. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to make uh, a prediction yet until like before the season. Um, okay. Because we don't know the full rosters yet. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. That's that's Arizona. We're gonna go into the last uh, Pacific team for this episode. We're gonna do the end spoilers, <laughs> and then oh, uh, next episode we'll cover the rest of Pacific. But for now, uh, we're gonna go to Zane's team, which I actually thought was. I might have differing opinions than you guys. It's gonna be interesting here, but I actually looked at this and I was. I remember saying. Uh, with that Tom Holland thing that uh, I don't even know if Tom Holland accepts his Tom, job because like who Tom would want Holland? to be the Oilers? The- Spider-Man's our general manager. <laughs> Not Tom Holland. Here we go. Oh this is the turnaround that we've been waiting for. Listen, it's it's like seven. It's like it's seven thirty, man. Like, it is seven yeah, give me give me a break. What is, is it? What is Holland's first name? I can't even. Ken. Ken Holland. Spider-Man's our general manager. <laughs> You know what? At this point, I think I might prefer <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man as our general manager. No, no, no. Ken nah, Holland nah, has nah. not done much, and I, I might okay. be okay. Um, hold on, you guys go. Tell me how bad it is, and then I will show you the hope. I will, I will, I will lead you to the sun. Okay, so just go Zane, have a field day. Zane, man, looking at this roster, I, you know, I, I knew it was not very good, and then I looked at it, and now. <laughs> And it is it is worse than I thought, man. Like they have no wingers, especially if Puljujarvi's leaving. Yeah. Like 
they just I feel so bad for McDavid and Drysaddle because they just don't have any wingers to play with right now. Like it's it's really I, I like it's mind-boggling because of all the wingers that they've had and all these good players that they've had that are now gone. Um, it's it's scary. not just not just that they you know signed a contract with a different team. They left in a in a terrible way. We traded them. Oh for yeah, garbage. Yes, <laughs> yes. And like, so I literally put down like the direction of this team is honestly. I think they need to go through a mini rebuild for like two or three years and trade away as much of these contracts that you can get draft picks and sign high in free agency in like two years. Is this rebuild four point now? I honestly is it and three point. I, I I've lost track. I, I think it's time. I really, I really do because they and they have to tell McDavid Dressel just stick it out for two or three years, and you know maybe in two years that off season we'll sign big name free agents and we'll have these young draft picks if we can trade away guys right now and just hope for the best there. But right now, like it's pretty bleak, especially on the wings. Especially, I think that left wing side uh, is is a little scary, a lot scary. So. I think right now, Ken Holland is saying things and then doing different things. He's saying he wants to be competitive this year, but I'm not sure that's truly the case. Mm -hmm. I think he said that to get his job. I think he's saying that to the media to get some good graces. But I think, you know, making the playoffs is is a hope, but it's not something that we're actively going to be you know, trading, making a Kajula for Manning trade in order to try and make the playoffs again this year. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, one thing with this team is if you look at their, their forward core, they're not tied to a lot of players. They have expiring contracts, which mm-hmm. allows oh, yes. them to turn yes, over. Yes, they do. <laughs> it allows them to turn over a lot of those, you know, terrible, the terrible depth that they have. And they're recycling. They're, they're being healthy for the environment. Yes. Yeah, literally. I All right. Hold on. Can mm-hmm. we identify the core? Okay, let's let's talk about the core here. Okay. Who McDavid, are the core players Dreisaitl. on the roster right now? <laughs> Two. Connor McDavid, nope. Leon Draisaitl, Ryan yeah, Nugent Hopkins. Hopkins, yeah. Yep. On yep. defense, Oscar Kleffbaum. Yep. Darnell Nurse. I don't think so, but okay. Nah, pushing it, yeah. And Adam Larson. Nope. And I'm including okay. him in there. And I'm not. Re- we haven't even touched on prospects. We have Bouchard coming up. I'd include him in there. Yeah, that is exactly what I want to talk about. So, but just looking at the team and and what's who's going to be on the ice in 2019-2020, I don't think it's Bouchard. He's not going to be in the, on that team. Will be starting the AHL this year. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk numbers here. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Amazon Oilers have four million dollars in cap space, mm-hmm. just under four million. Yep. Next year. Do you guys know how much money is coming off the books? A lot. Twenty million. Holy. And four hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. Yep. Well, maybe, maybe. There, there is your idea. ray of hope. There yeah. is your ray of hope. There's free okay? agency. Now, now let's talk. Let's talk some more numbers, okay? Shoot. Sorry. Hold Expiring. on. Can I, cut, can I cut you guys off for one second? Do you know who's a free agent next year? Uh, Sam Gagne. <laughs> no, 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 no. In the NHL, <clears throat> not just. Oh. Oh, I, just I'm, I'm not sure. Sam Gagne? Taylor Hall. Oh. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, Zane. <laughs> me and you, buddy. Okay. Zane, hold that Zane's thought, man. Dreaming. Hold that thought, okay? The UFA is coming 
and RFAs. So these are all the expiring contracts next year. Sam Gagne, Zach Cashin, Marcus Gradland, uh, I don't know, Kyle Brodziak, uh, is it, I don't know, what's Nygaard's first name? Joachim? Joachim Nygaard, yeah. Uh, Thomas Yurko, Colby Cave is an RFA. They got uh, uh, Brandon Manning coming off the books next year. Darnell Nurse is an RFA. Brandon, is it Brandon Manning? Brandon Manning. Brandon, yep. you, you guys, yeah, you have Benning and Matt. Anyways. Brandon Manning, Matthew Benning. <laughs> Brandon Manning and Matt Benning. Yeah, those two I, I mix up. And then Joel Pearson. And also in net, you have Mike Smith coming off the books. Do you so, resign any of those guys? We're going to talk about that. That is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 contracts. Maybe, maybe Zach Cassian. Gone. Poof. Um, do you know how many guys I have replacing those guys next year all of without all guys? without even going to free agency how many i have evan bouchard yeah Kaylor Yama, yamamoto yeah caleb jones yeah maybe maybe ryan mcleod tyler benson and cooper Meredith. maybe nice. bubble philip broberg now this is a ken holland team and i don't see that many prospects playing as in their rookie season altogether, uh, I think he will go and sign some some veteran presence there. Let's talk Counterpoint. about counterpoint mm-hmm. before you even go there. I think those guys have all played in the AHL for a couple years. Most of them, the only yeah, the really only guys there the this year. Yeah, exactly. So if they, I'm saying if they have another good year, I think those are the guys that can step up. We're not even we haven't even touched on Jesse Pogliarvi yet. That is a whole another another conversation. But just those guys, the sheer amount of guys that can step in potentially next year, and I'm talking like help this team. Even like a guy, I'm going to highlight a guy like Tyler Benson. I think this kid could play. He could play. Like, you you think he's going to play this year? He'll play, and it's not, it might not be on his own merit. It'll be because we need a winger. Yeah, 100%. And he's yes. like in a position that you guys desperately need left wing. Yep. So, um, I, I do want to talk about what Ken Holland has done since taking mm-hmm. over. I, you know, like re-signing Chase on, re-signing Kyra, I, Granlin. Not many big things. I, I won't even talk about drafting Broberg. I'm talking about what he's done to the actual roster this year. And he hasn't mm-hmm. done much. And <sighs> I, that's telling, though. That. Look at, like look at look at the style of contracts that he signed. So the two guys, the like, yeah, literally the only two guys, one-year deals no, except for hold, Kyra hold and Chase on. The, yeah, literally the only two guys that I would be okay with playing after this coming like next the, the year after this coming year is Jujar Kyra and Alex Chase on, and he has both those guys locked up for two-year deals. Everybody else is replaceable. Yes, like hundred percent. Everybody else can go right. Besides and both those besides, contracts, you know, the core. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that, but. Um, both those guys are on decent contracts. I know everybody's complaining. I, I saw a tweet about that LeBanc contract, and oh, Kyra's one point two. Listen, that LeBanc contract is a joke. Yeah, we're not even gonna talk well, about absolute it. Absolute joke. So, um, absolute joke. Honestly, I I wouldn't be like there should probably be some like investigation going on there. I don't I don't know what I don't know what happened there. That doesn't make any sense to me. No. But anyways, back on topic. Um, so the only question marks I have with this team is Darnell Nurse and Miko Koskinen. 
my okay. My only question about Darnell Nurse is how much is he going to want next that, year? And that is I think exactly he's a fine my question. Player, he does have some arbitration rights, and his point totals may exceed his actual abilities, which is not good for arbitration. Nope. Uh, yeah, that's my only question. I know people have talked about you know trading Nugent Hopkins, who's a UFA in two years for a defenseman, and then trading. Darnell no, Nurse no, for no, a, no, 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 no. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm not done. And then trading Darnell Nurse for a forward that could replace Nugent Hopkins' production and then kind of, you know, nope. doing uh, a two-swap. Nope. I am nope. more interested in just keeping Nurse, you know, letting Ken Holland work his negotiation magic and getting to it to maybe a five, six million dollar deal. And, you know, we have the cap space coming up next year. Oh, yeah. Get some forward depth and mm-hmm. not destroy or there's not much to destroy one thing <laughs> i was confused about is, is chris russell and we weren't able to move him or we weren't planning to i'm not really sure they haven't really commented on chris russell they brought out sakara instead of moving russell i think that some sort of deal could have been there for him and that would have been the ideal solution but i this is telling too though like, he's on a two-year deal. There's no point in trading him right now. What was Sakara on? How many years? Two. Same same with Russell. At, at five, whatever, right? So I think they figured they're going to have to trade Russell next year. Or maybe the end of this year, or whatever, you know, trade deadline. And they're not going to be able to trade both of them. So Russell's the guy they're going to have to trade. It's well, easier, yeah, friendlier contract. But they, like it's probably going to cost a sweetener, like a draft pick. Because, I mean, it's Chris Sure, Russell. Ken Holland does not like giving up his draft picks, but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that Chris Russell is expansion eligible. He has a no-move clause. But the expansion draft comes in 2021, right? So it's he's a UFA. Yeah, he wouldn't be under contract. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. So just looking at my notes here, like, for on the trade front i have uh revamp the right side and make room for bouchard so that's moving that's i have move russell and i but i also have slash larson so i want to talk about adam larson here mm. is is first off do we see adam larson signing an extension because i know he's had a pretty no. miserable time right no that's okay. no way so so i i'm the same i'm the same way so we only have him two two more years do we try to move Adam Larson, who has more value, instead of Chris Russell, and maybe bite the bullet for another two years on Chris Russell, get Bouchard in there, and then uh, maybe try to get like a, a winger for Adam Larson? Does that sound maybe a little bit more yeah, reasonable to I think, I think you get a better, much better return for Adam Larson, so yeah. Yeah, there's very similar contract too. Like Adam Larson's four point one six, and Russell's only four million. So I know our prospect D pool is really good, but who the hell is going to play defense this year? Well, Clefbaum, Larson, Russell, Nurse, right? You said you're saying to trade Larson. Yeah, but at the trade deadline, you guys aren't making the playoffs this year, so it doesn't matter after the trade deadline. Okay, at the deadline. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking at the deadline. I'm not talking like before the season starts. Like, yeah, we're, we're talking not, this as a whole. This is going to be a whole process yeah, this year. This it's isn't not gonna a one-year very slow turn it around. Maybe no. that's why we signed Mike freaking Smith. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I have I faith honestly, in Koskinen. I, I, actually, honest, I honest to God believe that this team can be a playoff team next year. 
Like, not this year, but the year after. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have like faith that they could be a playoff team this year. They have Connor McDavid and Leon no. Dreisaitl. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it doesn't, I, it doesn't, yeah, I don't it, think so. They, they, don't have, they don't have the goaltending. That team had absolutely no goaltending last year. No depth scoring at all. A completely injury-riddled decor. And yet, we're fighting tooth and nail to the end of the season. If they improve their depth, if they get one more forward like Ken But Hull the West got to, better. But the West got better and you didn't. The Central got better. The Pacific Zane, got Zane, I got a question for you. Would you rather this year, being the draft so deep coming up, would you rather not almost be a lottery team this year than make the playoffs and probably get swept? Yeah. Like, wouldn't you rather a left Renier who plays left wing and would be pretty dreamy beside McDavid? Of course. Why? Like, who wouldn't want Alexis but left Renier? What, what do you want more? Playoffs or that? Or like a, a tank, tank year? I want to... It's tough. Oilers fans are in a state. I look at a team like Colorado right now. That's the team the Oilers should be. Yes. Oh, agreed. 100%. Yes, 100%. Yeah, they, they should be. <clears throat> we should be but, laughing on pots of gold right now. Well, listen, I think that they can be that team. And I think they can be that team, not not this year, but the year, like as soon as the year after. Through full because patience. They're going to have so much room to sign guys out of free agency that. Taylor Hall. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, like honest to God, sure, maybe Taylor Hall. Like, like that's they're gonna be able to sign a guy, and that's gonna help regardless, right? The youth that is coming, they don't, they might not have the high. They have the the Evan Bouchard, like that's a high end name, right? Maybe Yamamoto, but they do have a lot of sneaky good uh, under the radar guys like Benson, like McLeod, like Jones, like Meredith. So is um, it that bad to you know keep McDavid and Drysdale happy and go for a playoff run this year? No, I think with that look, prospect, you, I think you have. I think you have a conversation with McDavid and Leon and say, "Listen, Connor, you're 22. Listen, Leon, you're 23. One year is not going to kill you. And if you really want to be an Oiler and you want to win here, us going for it this year is going to jeopardize the next three to four years of your career. So maybe you just bite the bullet. Let us get 20. Like explain it to him." Let us get $20 million. Let's get some free agents in here who can help you guys. Because this year, we can't do it. I'm sorry. We don't have the cap space. We don't have... We have Mike Smith and Miko Koskin in that. Like, come on. Um, Like, there's not much we can do, right? I just, so, need, to, I just need to drop a fuck Peter Shirelli. I can't believe I haven't said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's no, that been? Agreed. I, I thought that was pretty standard. But so I think the I think everything actually points in a good direction. And the bonuses, and I'm sorry, I hate to say this to all you Oilers fans. There is hope to moving Milan Lucic. And his name is Jesse Pugliarvi. <laughs> That's, that is the key guy. And I know that you guys drafted him fourth overall. But the kid just he is, he, he had problems with his hips. And I don't, like, maybe he'll work somewhere else. Maybe. Usually, I'll, I'll tell you from a Habs perspective that we have these young guys, we always trade them, people say we're stupid for trading them, and they don't look any better anywhere else. So, I don't think Pogliarvi is going to magically figure it out. I, I just don't see it. The one thing that I've really liked with Ken Holland is how he's handled Jesse Pogliarvi and that agent. That agent is being a goddamn tool, you Agreed. know, every other day, Jesse Pogliarvi wants out of Edmonton. Yep, Two agreed. days later, Jesse Pugliarvi wants out of Edmonton. 
And the way Holland has handled it is similar to how he handled Thanasiu in Detroit. And I think that there is hope, as bleak as it is, there is hope for a redemption story of Jesse Pugliarvi in Edmonton. The thing, the only thing is, it might be a personnel issue in in the locker room with Pugliarvi. This, I've been watching games, I've watched every single game for this team, and... You know, you've noticed Jesse Pugliarvi making a swing play below the Oilers' blue line and ready for a breakout pass, and no one's giving him that puck. Can he speak English, like fluently? He, that's a that's another <laughs> fuck Peter Shirelli in the Edmonton Oilers <laughs> Old Boys Club. He couldn't speak English when he was drafted, uh, not very well at least, and they didn't hire him a translator in year one. Why the hell would you not do that for your first we, round? No, yeah. We draft even packs. sent him to Bakersfield. In and year he one, speak and he couldn't speak English. Good God! Huh. No wonder he wants to leave. He was taking buses to games with with his team in the AHL in Bakersfield, and no one could talk to him. No one could talk to him. Yeah, oh, that's insane. Lord. Well, uh, I mean, maybe that has a, a large contributing factor because I know that um, one of the pluses about even like Carolina or Montreal, or especially with the young Finns, right, is to have other guys, I'm not, not even Finns, if you have Swedes, if you have Russians, is to have other guys of the same country so that they can kind of, like, integrate. We had a Finn in, any... in UC Okanen, and we traded him for Mike Camilleri, and that was a good deal at the time, but it kind of screwed Pugliarvi over. We have Koskinen now. He's a Finn. Uh, hopefully they... He's much older, though. Yeah, much older. S- same with the Oaken, and he was he was uh, older as well. Okay. There. Anyways, I, I, would you rather have Pulyarvi? Take? Would you rather take the chance on Pulyarvi, or would you rather trade Pulyarvi to get rid of Milan Lucci's contract, six million towards free agency? Here, here's the thing. The thing with Lucci's contract is a lot of teams have that bad contract. The Lightning were handling Callahan's contract up until what happened. The Flames were first in the West with James's Neal's anchor of a contract. Uh, the the Boston Bruins have David Backus. The, there's a lot of teams with those types of contracts out there, and they seem to be fine. I'm not concerned about trading Milan Lucic. He does provide a presence on the ice still. He does throw the body. He is an intimidating factor. To, to deal him away with your fourth overall pick to get rid of a problem. I'm not sure that's the right move. All right. That's fair. I was just asking the question to see yeah, whether fair. it's worth it's it to get rid question. of the $6 million. Because I look at it, and, I, and I'm looking at the timetable of the Oilers, right? He's only got he's actually only got four years left. After this year, we know that they're probably not going to be in the playoffs. So, uh, And he's I would guarantee you he probably doesn't get moved this year. So that gives him three years left. And... That contract suddenly doesn't look as bad to move. Yeah. Um, or even buy out, to be honest with you. There's so, no buying out that contract. The, the, is it, is the it numbers pretty bad? just doesn't make sense to buy oh, out. Oh, okay. Okay. I haven't looked at the actual buyout the, numbers, so. The move that I was maybe interested in making if um, is trading Pogliarvi to Vegas for Nikita Gusev. But I think Gusev wants a bit too much out of our cap range, which is unfortunate. Uh, I think the Oilers are looking at... Uh, maybe give your thoughts on on what that deal 
if that's a viable option. And that'd be fine for you guys, but yeah, like he wants two four, right? So yeah, and yeah. we don't have four million dollars to give this year. No, that'd be perfect for you guys though. With the um, that would be a good fit, I think actually. Now I don't I don't think that makes much much sense for Vegas though. Well, they're getting a young, you know. Higher, yeah, high risk, high that, reward though. player in Puyarbi who playing with good players on a a very connected Golden Knights roster might do him some good. I think Gusev makes a nice like bargaining chip if they want to try to even even if they want to try to get a big name and move uh, like a bad contract or something. Right, he can be a sweetener. So I don't know if that's a yeah. I don't know about that. But to wrap it up. Um... I just want to finish on Nugent Hopkins uh, because he's only got two years left on his deal. If we're not making the playoffs this year, next year, he's out. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, probably. So you think? He's silently bided his time, been a soldier, been a fantastic player for this team, but he's out the door the second he hits UFA. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's problematic because... You'd like to like I I see him as a guy that, that yeah can, you need that can you need be a guy an like that player right? you need a yeah. guy like that so like maybe they they're not making the playoffs this year so maybe they can try to make the playoffs next year and then sign him throughout the season and if they can't then I guess yeah yeah that's why I was saying maybe you deal Nugent Hawkins for a defenseman and you trade Darnell Nurse for a forward yeah yeah. Nurse, nurse is a whole other conversation. Like, yeah, I think he's pretty overrated. So, I think Darnold is actually a pretty good defenseman. But that's just my opinion. Well, you have you have Broberg coming, so I think he's just we we have Broberg, we have Bouchard, we yeah, have Sam Rukov, so, we have Caleb Jones, so we have Ethan Bear, we have William Lay. Yeah. I'm not done. Like this, they are very very deep on defense on their prospect yep. system. Yep. So 100%. there is why I'm surprised they drafted another defenseman this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they saw Especially him as the best player did. available. It'll be um, interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah. Well, uh, it's it's this, this episode is kind of running a little long, so why don't we just wrap it up here? I just want to say that um, I do think there's hope for the Oilers. A lot of people are saying that there's really it's really bleak, but I do think the help is on the way, and there's a lot of youth that are going to be coming. Oh, cap space um, and Connor McDavid. Like they're yeah, everybody's saying they're very cap crunched. And listen, if you have twenty million dollars in cap space and you have Connor McDavid and Drysaddle on your team, yep, this I mean, year might you can be, do some damage. So this year rough. might be another year of suffering. But Oilers fans were so hey, close. You had done it for what nine, we're ten years. So you can do close. it for eleven. <laughs> um, so with that, that's kind of what we're going to be doing for the off season. I hope you guys liked the um, episode. Next week, we're going to be going over uh, the rest of the Pacific teams. So I believe that's all of the Cali teams and the Canucks. Um, and then we're, we'll move into the other divisions as we go on. Um, so if you guys have any feedback, let us know. Uh, if you guys want to you know, keep in touch with all the episodes, follow us on Hockey Heaven Pod on Twitter. We're on Spotify now. We're on Google Play. We're on Apple. We're on everything. Hit us up. You're everywhere. Um, and again, yep. Yeah. And again, thanks for watching or listening, guys. Uh, Once again, that's at we'll... Hockey Heaven Pod on Twitter. Make yep. sure to follow. And we'll see you guys next week. Spider-Man for Oilers' next general manager. <laughs>